0: So in a way, what you've got to start with, with going for refuge, the whole kind of terminology of going for refuge is, well, what are you going for refuge from? Why do we always need to go towards something? What is it we're kind of running from? And the Buddhist answer is something called Dukkha or unsatisfactoriness. There's three levels of Dukkha. And the first level is actual Dukkha. So actual Dukkha you could see in terms of not getting what we want and getting what we don't want. It's kind of actual pain, it's loss... It's grief, it's physical pain, it's the unpleasantness of life, being separated from what you want and being handed a load of what you don't want in life. So that's the kind of first level, is actual Dukkha. And the second level is psychological. So psychological Dukkha is the kind of feeling like, well, in our heart of hearts, we all know that it's going to end. So you can get everything kind of nicely the way you want it. But there's always that kind of seed of insecurity that actually you know that it can't last forever. My mum was telling me when she first started working, she got two weeks off a year. And she said most of the year she spent looking forward to this two weeks. And then when she got on the two weeks, she felt completely miserable because she knew it was going to end. So um, psychological dukkha is like those two weeks. You know in your heart of hearts nothing lasts forever. There's a feeling of insecurity that suffering may happen to you. And the third level is existential. In some ways this is the most important, not always, but in some ways it's the most important. An existential dukkha is when you realise that, okay, this is all okay as far as it goes, but it doesn't go far enough. It's when you get the feeling that you've got a really limited conception of what your life is about, and it's not enough, it's just not big enough. It's like you can't be squeezed into that shape. So you you know that feeling where everything's going really nice. You know, you've got a great job, got a great boyfriend, nice house, nice clothes. You're kind of quite psychologically healthy or whatever. And you're a bit bored. There's this kind of feeling of, yeah, and then what? So uh, Sabuti compares this to, I quite like this image. He says it's a bit like we're all lions in cages. You know, with a great big creature with loads of energy and loads of power and beautiful silky coats. And, you know, the leopards and lions, they kind of have these rippling muscles. You know, there's so much in there. There's so much power. There's so much force. And we're all in cages. And all we can do is kind of walk around these cages just thinking, there's more than this. It's like I've got more potential. You know, I could do more than this, but somehow your life just isn't big enough. It kind of reminds me of, I was listening to Nirvana this morning, and there's that song that goes, Something in the way, mm. You know, there's just something in the way. There's just, this isn't quite right. It's being sold to me as if this is the pinnacle of human existence, but it's not. Sangharachita talks about existential loneliness as well in his book, Yogi's Joy, which is quite a good thing to read. And he says that, actually, to the extent that you experience yourself as a self, separate from other individuals, to that extent, you will always feel a certain amount of loneliness. You will always experience a chasm between yourself and other people. And in a way, well, that's what happens. That's part of life. Part of life is... And until you go beyond the distinction between self and other, you will always be separated from other people. You'll always be slightly separated from the world. And there can be this kind of feeling of loneliness. But in a way, it can even happen when you're in the midst of loads of people. In fact, it can be even more intense when you're with a really, really good friend. Because you sort of realize that, okay, yeah, you know, you're having really great communication and you're really with them in some sense. But actually, because you haven't transcended the boundaries between self and other, you are really aware of this kind of chasm that separates you. I think the point is, you know, that Dukkha is always there in some form or another. It's not that we never experience pleasure, because we do. We can sometimes have very, very pleasurable experiences. But particularly in our idle moments, there can be this nagging feeling that something isn't quite right. Quite a lot of the time, Buddhists, well, we do this thing, if you've gone on quite a few retreats before, in the end, you go on a solitary retreat. And it's really interesting, actually, because you don't have any distractions. You don't have a TV, you don't have a book. I mean, you do have books. But, you know, you don't have loads of trashy novels. You don't have mates to go down to the pub with. And usually you're in a caravan in Wales and it's raining. So um, you're kind of left with, oh, yeah, there's, I've, I cover this over. But there's always this nagging feeling underneath something isn't quite right there could be just something a little bit more so what we do is we try and get away from that feeling a lot of our lives are spent running away from that feeling what we do is we go for refuge from it we go for refuge we try and seek some sort of security some sort of way out from this feeling something that's going to make it all all